about my money, yeah, I don't play I got that Benjamin button, I'm looking better every day, boy huh. Girl, what's in your DNA, huh? I'm a boss and a savage huh. Girl, what's in your DNA, huh? You know I'm far beyond everything. Hello, hello, hello Welcome to the Bossy Podcast Bossy Podcast I keep telling you we need to create an intro, bro So that's what that's gonna do for today <laughs> Tell them what we're here for. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming to the show today. We're going to tell you some juicy, juicy things. No. Some habits that are going to absolutely change your life and things that we've implemented into our lives and feel like they've made a huge impact. And so we're excited to share that with you. Yums, bang, bang, habits. I'm excited. <laughs> All right. So Tansy, kick us off. Tell us your first habit. Okay. So if you don't get anything else from this podcast, the one sole most important habit that has changed my entire life. Hold on, hold on. Before you go into that, just because we're spilling the beans in the front doesn't mean you can't finish the podcast. Oh yeah. So you must continue to listen on, but yes, this one's very important. Okay, go. <laughs> um, the most important freaking habit. Are you ready? Is <laughs> personal development. Ding dong. So if you don't know what I mean by that, I mean, every single day reading you know, they, what do they used to call them? Self-help books. Is that what they're still called? Or listening to podcasts like this, but every single day it, it, there's no miss. I don't miss when it comes to personal development. I am who I am today because that has five years ago, it became something that became a part of my everyday life. And I can't even imagine like the amount of knowledge and wisdom that I've taken in and that has changed my life by doing that. And cause the thing is, and I just talked about this on your call, Chan, of how like the resources are there for you. You don't need someone to give you permission with a bachelor's degree or a certification. Like we're living in a new world, dude. Like the information is out there and you can take it in, but that's not actually why it's the most important. The most important, re the reason why it's most important is because life is hard. Doing big things is hard and you can have all the skills and knowledge in the world, but if you don't get your mind right, like you don't have anything like, so that's why I say the most important habit, the, we're going to go through things that have changed our lives. But if you don't implement this, mm -hmm. that, that one right there, nothing else matters. And I will say too, like you are beyond just taking up personal development, Tansy, in your everyday life. Like, I feel like that's where it starts for everyone. Just like, okay, let me just start reading or listening to the podcast. But now it's at the point where you listen to a podcast or you read a book and you take something small from it and you implement it. Mm -hmm. And so it's almost like personal development technique, strategy, whatever you want to call it should be like in the educational schools in the educational yeah. schools, it should be a class like here, here, take this skill, take this habit. And this is going to help you improve your entire life. If you consistently do it. 
Um, I wanted to tell a little story though, about my personal development journey, because you said you started yours five years ago. So it was like, in my mind, I'm like, when did I start doing personal development? And I'll tell you when I, when I spent time as a teacher, the hell are you doing over there, bro? Sorry, dude. Sorry. When I spent as a teacher and we were in Florida and I didn't have an education degree, but I had to take the teacher certification in order to be able to continue teaching in Florida. The first time I took that test, you probably remember this dance. I failed the reading portion. Yeah. I remember bro. completely failed the reading portion. I didn't fail math. I didn't fail science. I didn't fail anything else. I failed reading. Bro. But it's not, it makes sense because even when I was in middle school and high school, like I was in the, the slow learning groups because I couldn't comprehend reading. Like I had extra teachers, extra help with that. And it's really weird to think about, but I remember as an adult failing this part of the test was like, get your ish together, Chandler, go buy a book and start reading. And I bought the book. I still have it. I I will never get rid of it. And it's called not that kind of girl. And this like catapulted my entire personal development journey because I loved that book. It's like, it was, it all happened on purpose. And I truly believe that, but the learnings that I found in that book, I was like, wow, why have I not been reading this kind of stuff every single day for the last 10 years of my life? And I had to take the test again and I didn't do anything but start reading personal development. And of course I passed the reading on my second try. Thank goodness. <laughs> but that's my little story. I wanted to share that because yeah. um, that was like, a pivotal. I like that. that is a really good story and a really good share. I, wh- I think though, I definitely read books prior to five years ago. Like I remember when we were coaching, yeah. I would read John Wooden books, like You've always been a reader. Like you've always read with mom and stuff like that. Yeah. But I didn't do it like consistently, like as a habit, the way that I started five years ago. And so that's what we're talking about. Like, yeah, you can read. It's the consistency again, as Chandler would tell you. But I, I also love like, I, okay, let me try again. (laughs) The quote God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you kind of just, that has been just on my mind so much lately. And you just, again, with your story made that very clear of how, like, whatever's hard for you is going to end up being the thing that changes your life. If you allow it to be that. Yeah. And that's really cool. Chan. Yeah. Thanks. So habit number one is basically developing your mind. Um, still on one habit number two. (laughs) Um, so this completely changed my life. And as Tansy and I were prepping for this podcast, um, she asked a question, like, haven't you always done that? And so I wanted to say waking up early is my second habit. And she's right. We've always done that. Like from being in school, you wake up early and, I, I can literally remember in high school, washing my face in the morning at 6am thinking to myself, I will never have a job where I have to wake up before 8am because I hated early mornings. It was so hard to wake up. So hard. now I pop out of bed literally sometimes at 530am full of energy. And it's because it's because I enjoy my morning routine. And wow. so 
it is something that I go to bed and look forward to waking up to is the morning routine that I've created. Wow. Just wow. That's (laughs) so impressive. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, when you have something to pop out of bed to, and you know that it's going to be enjoyable, it sets up your whole day. It's just a different vibe. It hits different, dude. Like it totally changes your mindset. It totally changes the way you treat people throughout the day, the way that you approach work or working out. All of those things change once you have a strong morning. Um, and so part of my morning routine, I could go, I could be a whole nother podcast, but a couple of things I wanted to highlight was Um, first and foremost, I don't pick up my phone. Like that is the only time I'm picking up my phone is to start my guided meditation. But other than that, there is no, I keep it on do not disturb. I don't answer any texts. I don't go on social media. I don't look at email. I don't do anything until I've gone through my morning routine, which nowadays pretty much only takes me like 45 minutes. Um, but I think that the waking up early, the morning routine and the phone, like we got to put our phones down, dude. We can't just feed our mind with our phone right when we wake up. Like I imagine, I imagine my mind to be a dry sponge, picture a dry sponge in the morning and whatever you're doing in the morning is the faucet. It's the water coming out of it. So is your water consistent of social media that constantly makes you feel like you're less than, or is the water consistent of meditation and self-help and personal development and all this juicy goodness? Ooh, juicy goodness. Wet, wet, wet. (laughs) I don't know, bro. I don't know. Um, I also want to say too, Chandler and I obviously don't have kids. And that is, so our perspective is much different than that. that. Shout shout out to the moms who do the dang thing day in and day out. But let me tell you this, Chandler and I also take care of a lot of people throughout the day. We also have been college athletes. We were teachers. So very much, I mean, taking care of kids, doing the thing. And I can promise you that no matter what season I was in still to this day, I'm, even if I'm having to be at work at 6 30 AM, cause I'm a high school teacher, you can bet your butt, bet your bottom dollar that I'm waking up an hour early to have time for myself. I'm not just getting up and going to work. Like no matter what I've been doing in my life. So although I get to live life so much differently now that I've created my own thing, even when I didn't have that privilege, there was no way I was not getting up early to take care of myself first. Dude. Yeah. Um, the other day we had to run an errand early in the morning and it was on a weekend and Matt was like, yeah, you know, we'll just wake up and go. And I literally looked at him and I was like, I don't do wake up and go. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, you're so right. You don't just don't wake me up when you set the alarm at 5.00 AM. And I'm like, yeah, no problem. But I'm going to get my morning routine in. Exactly. Um, speaking of phones, quite literally changed my whole life. I just started doing the phone limit thing on your phone that I think is for kids like screen time (laughs) or whatever, but you can, um, limit your apps, like the time on your apps. And you can also have downtime scheduled 
and stuff like that and, or focus time and all that. And I knew about all that, but I just didn't know how to set it up. And Christy helped me set it up. So now I have these limits on my phone that stop me. And my phone can ruin my entire day. Like Chandler said, looking at your phone in the morning, it's so easy to do though. It, and it's not even necessarily that you're filling your head with, with dirty water. <laughs> it's that you are just mindlessly, it is, it's almost like a symbolism for your day. Like the symbolism of how you're attacking your day when you wake up and look at your phone is how you're going to go about your day as opposed to the symbolism of I'm going to do me right now. I'm going to get up and I'm going to intentionally take care of this, this, and this, because it makes me feel good. There's, there's a symbolism in that, that represents your mindset and the way you're going to carry yourself through the day. So setting limits on my phone and abiding by those has changed my life. Like guys, we're dealing with some stuff that no one has dealt with. Like phones are such a big part of our world. And it will, it can ruin. So it can be an addiction Mm -hmm. that you don't even realize. Like you, we are addicted to our phones. We are right there. When someone messages us the, the mindset of, I don't have to freaking be there all the time next to my phone is a hard habit, but it changes life. It will change your life. Yes. Agreed. That's good stuff. Go Chan. Um, okay. So the next piece is for me, prioritizing movement outside of working out. And so I am a person that will exercise every single day, whether that's small, big, intense, low intensity, whatever. I'm going to move my body at the gym or somewhere. Um, But outside of that, I think it's been very important for me to be hyper aware of of how I'm moving my body. So just because I can check the box and know that I got an, an exercise in or got a workout in, that to me doesn't mean I get to just sit down at my desk for the rest of the day. I legit set a timer to go walk my dog and to get outside and to move or to go on a little hike. Or even like if I want an afternoon Starbucks, if I haven't had my walk that day, I'll walk to Starbucks. It's not that far, but, um, I just think that moving our bodies and that's why I love my Apple watch so much because I, of course I'm OCD. I like to track things. I like to know, you know, what's going on. So I gauge my steps as to my movement for the day. And honestly, if I were to get 5,000 steps in one day and 10,000 steps in another day, I can guarantee you that the 10,000 step day, I was in a better mood. Mm. It's just about moving your body. It's about prioritizing that and taking advantage of the fact that you should literally be moving your body. That's what we were put on earth to do is to move. Yeah. I was, I was just going to ask you like, what is the difference for you in the days you get movement like that and not, and you said just your mood. Yeah. I think, I mean, I'm sure there's some science behind that, whatever, moving your body, blood flow, whatever heart rate, I don't know, but it just feels better for me to be active versus sedentary. Yeah. And just to like chime in on that, I, this is a habit I'm still working on. So I don't feel like I can count this as one that 
I mean, it has changed my life even without it being consistent, but a morning workout, I is one of the hardest things to do for me, but man, oh man, am I a different human when I make that happen for myself? Um, I would say that that's a like morning movement in some type of way, like will change your life. Yeah. And I, so my life has changed drastically too in my, um, in the area of like time blocking, because I used to have to remember, I would have to be out of our apartment at like 6 30 AM for my job. And now I work from home. So it's very different. But even when I was out of the house at 6 30 AM, you guys, I was getting outside and walking a mile with my dog before I would leave at 6 30 AM, yeah. just because I know for a fact that morning movement is huge. And like I said, I don't wait. I don't get up and go. Like, I can't do that. <laughs> I need that time, like to refresh my brain and like to set up for my day. And so the morning workouts now, now that I can actually go to the gym in the morning and I don't have to be at work by 7am. Oh my gosh. Like, especially the energy levels. Like, do you, do you feel like you have more energy in the morning versus at the end of the day with your workouts? Yeah. But what's so easy to do is to sit and wait for that energy level to kick in. I know I'm not alone in that. Like you're like, you're waiting, waiting, waiting for motivation. And it's like, the reason why a morning workout will change your life is because action breeds motivation. So again, it's a symbolism. It's a, it's a metaphor or whatever you want to call it for the way you're going to live your life. So you take action and the, the motivation comes after that by you just moving when you don't want to. Yeah. Like, and there's such power in that. Like you develop the skill, like you're so good at self-discipline Chandler because you practice it. Like these little things, these little habits instill discipline into your life in other areas. And that's why it changes your life. And therefore I think self-discipline instills self-confidence. I heard this quote the other day that I want to share and might need to do a whole other show on this, but I resonated with this so strongly because a lot of people in my adulthood tell me that I'm very disciplined. They recognize that in me. I was not disciplined as a child. Let me just throw that out there. Um, and to me, sometimes it doesn't feel that good for someone to be like, you're so disciplined because what I hear is you're rigid. You're not that fun. And I know that that's not the messaging, but I heard this quote the other day that totally changed it all for me. And it was, I don't see it as discipline. I see it as devotion. And that's what it is to me. Sticking to my habits and doing things that are good to me is my devotion to myself. Yeah. And I loved that. Yeah. It takes discipline though. And so let me let that go into my next thing is I put yoga slash meditation slash spiritual practice, I think are, is kind of one category of a habit that changes my life. And I think is top priority in changing your own life. Um, obviously one, again, going back to mindset and taking care of your heart and your soul you don't have anything if you don't have that for yourself. But secondly, speaking of self-discipline, yoga and meditation 
teach you to, uh, I heard this phrase the other day, like surf the urge of the urges you get, like they're like you're riding waves. So we all have urges to do things. I have an urge to eat ice cream. You have an urge to stay on the couch. You have an urge to check your phone. We have urges all day, every day. You have an urge to, I don't know. I, something else (laughs) (laughs) to push snooze, whatever. Um, but like meditation is a practice of self-discipline in seeing the thought, seeing the urge and detaching yourself from it and recognizing that that thought is not you and you don't have to follow that urge and you can practice watching it go by. And that's a, that's a discipline. Like I think so ADHD and Chandler has, I have ADHD, Chandler has OCD, how that happened. Like why we're on the opposite (laughs) extremes. I don't know, but I am very impulsive. Like I am an impulsive person. So self-discipline is something that I have to, a skill I have to build, build, build because of my impulsivity and the things I want to do. So, but I think a lot of us are like that. I think I'm sure you're like that too, Chandler, but you are good at it as well. So mom used to always say when she was trying to eat healthy, I remember she would always say like, yeah, I want dessert, but you know what I'm going to say? I'm, this is my mom voice. I'm going to have dessert tomorrow night. And I'll let that be okay. And so what happens is I tell myself, you can have dessert tomorrow night. And then the urge goes away. And tomorrow night, I don't want dessert anymore. And (laughs) I feel like that's major key alert right there. Like, good job, mom. She acknowledged her urge, didn't deny herself of it, but just said, hey, you can wait a little bit longer, practice self-discipline, and then in turn was able to just watch it go by. Yeah. And I think that whole practice of being self-aware, we talk, you know, about yoga, meditation, self-awareness, all of that. It's, it's about being able to see what's around the corner before you get there. Like for me, if I press snooze, I know that I'm going to not feel good. (laughs) Like I know that. And so I can see around the corner, I'm looking ahead instead of doing what my urge is telling me I want to do in the moment. Well, let me, let me just add to that. The habit though, there's a habit in some of us that is, we know that's coming and we ignore it. Mm-hmm. And then we beat ourselves up for it. Like that's, those are all habits. That's not you being a bad person. That's not you having self, not lack of self-discipline or devotion or desire to be great. Like that is all of our lives are consisted of habits yeah. and you, if, if you can break that habit of knowing we, a lot of us know what's around the corner, but we decide to sabotage ourselves with allowing it to still co- come to fruition. Right. That's so true. But yeah, go ahead. You see what's around the corner. That's all I was going to say on that. Yeah. All right. So lastly, right? Mm -hmm. 
I would say that a habit that I have instilled into my life is to just do a little bit more, like just do a little bit more. And so when I coach in my workouts, when I coach myself through my workouts, when I'm doing work, when I want to stop, I just do a little bit more. And that is a habit that I think working out again, symbolic has, uh, leaked into the rest of my life. So a way to practice that is if you are on the Stairmaster and you go for 10 minutes and you're like, all right, I'm just going to do five more minutes and I'm done. The thing, what happens is you're like, all right, I did five more minutes. I can do five more. Mm -hmm. I can do five more. Or if you're doing a certain amount of reps, you're like one more, one more, one more. And you push yourself and you, I read something the other day that said, it's called like the 40% rule. And whenever you think you are tapped out of whatever it is that you're doing, you've actually only extended yourself 40%. Like you still have 60% left in you. And if you can, with your mind, accept that and let that be a thing, like it's a mental shift. It's such a mindset because there's so many times, like if we're going to talk about working out, there's so many times that your body will give up way, I'm sorry, that your mind will give up way before your body will. But even like, even like in other things, one more text or just a little bit more, you know, messaging to my family, like those types of things go a long way too. Like you can always do a little bit more. You can always hold the door for one more person. You can always pick up one more piece of trash. You can always say one more nice thing to someone somewhere. And I think that that that's a game changer too. Like tag that on as one of the most important things to take away from this with personal development, because I'm assuming that you're only listening to this podcast because you want to be the best version of yourself. And that is definitely the key to doing it is to consistently add more. Well, you know, you think about Ed Milet, is that his name? Is that how you say it? And what he was talking about in the power of one more, his new book or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. He talks about sobriety and people who are recovering from addiction. Their goal is not to complete a six-week challenge. That's not what they're focused on. They're focused on winning the day, just one more day. And I think that can go, I've, after hearing that, I've done that with my eating habits. Like, Hey, it's kind of go back to what mom said, like just win this day and approach tomorrow, tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Like I, I think about it too, in the sense of like, as I just mentioned, like hugging Matt harder, because there could be, you know, I can give a little bit more of myself to him every single day. Like hug him a little bit longer or tell him one more nice thing. You know what I mean? Like that those types of things can really change your life. And they're so simple. It's such a simple habit. And the crazy thing about that, that I, that kind of goes along with the power of one more Ed Milet, same thing is you're one more away of something from changing your entire life. Yes. You're one habit away. You're one hug away. You're one person away. You're one decision away. You're one workout away. You're one choice away. 
Hmm. from transforming your entire life. Like that one more could be the thing, will be the thing that transforms you. Sheesh. All right, y'all. So start implementing these habits, will ya? Um, will ya? <laughs> let us know which ones you took away, which, which ones were your favorite and which ones you start to add into your daily life because we want to hear about that. And um, we are going to have some really good episodes coming up soon. We've been game planning some upcoming topics that we're really excited about. So stay tuned. And as always, we love you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the support. And we'll catch you next time. Stay bossy, my friend. I'm about my money, yeah. I don't play. I got that Benjamin button. I'm looking better every day, boy. Girl, what's in your DNA? Huh? I'm a boss and a savage. Girl, what's in your DNA? Huh? You know I'm far beyond average. Girl, what's in your DNA?